0: Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's best. Dell Technologies end of year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech for your business. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business, and don't forget to shop servers, storage, and thousands of top-brand electronics all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877 ask Dell. That's 877 ask Dell. Celebrate State Farm's surprisingly great rates.
1: We gave this song surprisingly great lyrics. State Farm, prices made just for you. That's what I said now. Prices, prices that surprise you. Just go ahead now. Keep that money in your pockets. That's on red now. Save up, maybe one day buy a rocket. Just get it cool now. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Steve Simeo of Seattle misses flying so much, he bought a couple of Delta seats on eBay for his house. Then he and his daughter Anissa dialed up Grandma and posted it to TikTok. Hi. What? You're on an airplane? We're coming to see you. Bye. Despite the giant TV screen with an over-the-wing view, Grams noticed the living room in the background and figured it out. Simeo is VP of sales at Windstar Cruises and describes himself as a passionate traveler. Elon Musk doesn't think much of consolidation. Take the candy business, for example. Hershey's Kisses, they're only little till you taste them. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Tesla's chief exec insists we haven't seen a new candy bar in ages. Not a good one, anyway. Musk blames a small number of big companies for lack of innovation, while they juggle other products like pet food and baby food. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Thinking about life insurance?
0: if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states.
1: A shot today at the drugstore at Oblenis, located on the first floor of the cast drop center of Oblinis Hospital, 75 Hospital Drive, Athens. They have regular and high dose of flu shots available with no equipment needed. Other services are available, including free delivery to local areas. Please call Ublenis today to transfer your prescriptions. Dial 740 566 4690 to talk to one of their caring
2: staff members. If you think you are beaten you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a
0: cinch you won't Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game
1: tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. Rutland Bottle Gas here. If it's propane, we do it. Residential service, commercial cylinder exchange, residential 100-pound cylinder exchange, auto gas, commercial bulk service, agriculture applications, and many more propane-related services that are too many to mention. We'll service northern West Virginia and many counties in central and southern Ohio. Give us a call at our Rutland location at 740-742-2511 or our Plains location at 740-797-4675. Or you can visit us at rutlandbottlegas.com.
2: Bye. I'm Brent Hartman, owner of O'Neil Hartman Insurance, and I'd like to tell you why you should consider doing business with O'Neill Hartman Insurance. Reason number one, we're a third generation family owned business. My grandfather, Bob O'Neil, and parents, Ralph and Peggy Hartman, founded and operated O'Neill Hartman Insurance for 42 years before me.
0: From an early age, I was taught to put your customers first and do what you tell people you're going to do. So, talk to your friends and neighbors. Chances are, we have some of them insured, and they may be paying less than you. Give us a call today at 797-4685. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment and need a... ...store... Or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, 99 cents each. Open 1030 a.m. until 9 p.m. Head on over to Larry's Doghouse at 410 West Union Street in Athens. In our 71st year of Europe service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970
1: and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Athens.
2: Good morning. Let's see
1: here.
2: Morning. Good morning. There it goes. Now it's working. Hello. It's a Wednesday. All sorts of weird stuff's going on out here. We've got uh, sports, um, I mean, they're changing things left and right. And with, you know, very little notice. And then sometimes you get the words, sometimes you don't. So, uh, let's see, Scott, let's let's talk about that for a minute. First off, um, see, now I have two reports that are identical, but I know one is more up to date. 15, 232, 15, 232, 297, 120. Maybe it's down in our zone, 2370. No, that looks good. Up in the world, 67, I don't know. What's a couple thousand people when you, you know, at this point? Anyway. um, Okay, so let's take uh, probably the most famous thing going on at the moment. Ohio State and Michigan. Right? Yeah. Oops, let me turn your mic on. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Here we go. Good morning. So, Ohio State. Got it. My thermos was stuck. Um, Ohio State is supposed to play Michigan. Yes. That game was to be win this Saturday. This Saturday. Yes. Okay. And yesterday late in the day, I think they said that's not going to happen. Correct. Oh, you Ohio University was to play Kent. Kent, and now that's not going to happen. Correct. We got the basketball stuff all goofy. And uh, Mercy, did you hear about this record-breaking thing they set?
3: Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about that. I think. Monday. Okay, well, Monday morning. it's
2: so amazing we can talk about it again.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we can they, talk about it every day.
2: They talked, they had a 40, Ohio University, our Bobcats had a 40-point run without the other team even scoring up a single thing. Yeah. And it, uh, it began just toward the end of the first half. And then, a good portion of the second half, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Okay. So yep, that, at that's, the end of the first half, that's some good news. But yes, it is.
2: The bad news is, all these things are changing, and with very little notice. And then you know the executives in the various different sports departments they they try to get the word out. That this has changed or that has changed. For example, yesterday, there was an Ohio State game we didn't know about. Now you can say, well, shucks, all you got to do is go to their website. But when you're looking all this stuff over that we have to look over, and it's not just that, it's also stuff like... um, what time the pregame show is going to be, what time this fetch special feature is going to be, and all that. It gets very messed up if they don't communicate thoroughly. And Anyway, we will fix it, okay? So, uh, but any of you that tuned in and were expect- expecting to hear something, uh, it didn't get aired. So we apologize. We'll get it fixed.
3: All right. Yeah, fortunately, it was on uh, ESPN2 last night. It was a great game, too. Ohio State ended up winning by five, but it was— This was basketball. Yeah, basketball. They played at Notre Dame. It's the ACC Big Ten Challenge that they do every year, and uh, the Buckeyes got Notre Dame this year. So there have been some really good games, Uh, both teams. So the final was? 90-85. to With the Buckeyes in front. Yes, they won. They are ranked number 23 still. And in football, they're ranked fourth? Uh, actually, third. In this in the uh, football playoff rankings, they are fourth. So the football playoff rankings are established by the playoff committee. So they have the Buckeyes fourth. Yeah, right now, um, they would play Alabama number one in the playoff. And Notre Dame and Clemson would be... Uh, number two and number three would play in the other semifinal. Okay. Now, with that, as we mentioned, the Ohio State Michigan game being canceled, uh, you know, the Big Ten commissioner's office is scheduling a meeting with uh, I think some of the uh, I think the Big Ten athletic directors are going to be involved in this too, tomorrow.
2: I think it's happening as we speak. I thought it was today. It
3: is today, that's right. It's Wednesday. That's right, so Um, They're going to try to see what they can do about the average of games that each team played this year. Uh, What what,
2: what Scott's referring to, and he's mentioned this in previous days, so I'm repeating what he's said before. You used to have to play six games in order to qualify to go on.
3: To get to the Big Ten championship game. Now, um, this leaves the Buckeyes with only five yeah, games. And
2: very possibly, all the uh, athletic directors and executives that run all that stuff are going through a, probably a rather exciting phone call today. <laughs> uh, and the gist of it will be... Given the circumstances of the COVID pandemic and how it has affected all teams in all programs, should we, um, on a one-time basis, change this for this year to allow them to have played only five games?
3: To qualify for the Big Ten championship. And yes. what do
2: you think the answer is going to be?
3: I think it's going to be yes.
2: I think it's going to be yes, too.
3: Yep. Because they are going to want the best two teams in there. And with the Buckeyes ranked number three in the rankings and number four in the college football playoff, you know they want the best teams in there. Sure. And that is going to bolster should Ohio State win the Big Ten championship bolster the Big Ten Conference's entry into the final four teams for the college football playoff. So that's I'm sure that's part of the thinking, too, to revisit this yes. rule and, and decide uh, just what we're going to do, what they're going to do. But I think, yes, they will amend, so, amend that.
2: Later in the day, we'll be able to tell you how that turned out.
3: Yeah. But, but uh, Michigan canceled the game this weekend due to due problems uh, with the pandemic in their program. Yeah, um, right. Ohio State was still going to be able to play, mm-hmm. but uh, not Michigan. And uh, same thing with the Bobcats. Uh, both schools, uh, Ohio and Kent, have uh, COVID issues and uh, contact tracing issues in their program. So there was no way they could have that game this weekend. And Buffalo has been declared the champion of the MAC East. And they now, play in the championship game. Folks, it's important
2: to note that in Tech that is not <laughs> – they seem to have been able to avoid all of this COVID stuff. Um, they are the untouchables. And um, evidently the uh, – Immunables. <laughs> Something. So, um, at least in the case of uh, Coach Artur's program, uh, his football
3: program. They're tough.
2: They are.
3: Um, or, or else they course. all
2: have it and don't know it. Yeah.
3: Or they had it now they are immune. I guess. From it. Could be one or the other, I guess. Yeah. But they continue on and play in the annual toilet bowl each year.
2: Well, um let's see here. Let's uh let's do the uh statistics. Okay. Uh, the big thing to note is that there's been a note on um all of the databases that the state has saying that um there, there was a batch of reports that they were still working through and that they hope to have it fixed soon. I believe much of that got resolved yesterday, which also means we've got a bump. Okay, so where a typical day in the state of Ohio has had anywhere between... um, Let's see, 7,000 to 10,000 cases added each day. Yesterday, they added 25,000, almost 26. Wow. But that was not because of a big... It was because of reports that somehow or other had to be reviewed. And they finally got it done. So, we are now up to, in the state of Ohio, 510,018 cases. So, that's 4.36% of our state's population. Now, that's not to say how many are active. But uh, that many people either have or were experiencing it. Right now, how many have it? Well, it's 169,010. So, uh, do the math. 341,008 have recovered in the state of Ohio. Now, the serious stuff that we have to look at is that um, right now we have 5,010 people in the ICUs. We have 25,216 in non-ICU hospital settings. We have 131,681 who are not in the hospital. They're recovering at home. Obviously, milder cases. That sort of thing. And then the saddest part, as of yesterday, 7,103 have died in Ohio. Now, we had two more deaths in Athens in the last 24 hours. So we now have six. And uh, frankly, uh, when you look at our county and everything, um, six is too many, but we can also be proud of that. We've kept that minimized. Sixty new sixty three new cases yesterday in Athens, thirty-six of the day before. Now this reporting business had a lot to do with that bump. Yeah. So thus far we've had two thousand four thirty three Cases. Right now, we have 636 that are active. We have 1,791 that have cured, or not been cured, but are past it. They're uh, recovered. There we go. That's the word. We have um, 101 in the hospital. In the case of our county, we can't say how many are ICU, how many are not. It's just the information isn't provided to us. We only have that for the statewide um, situation. But 101 of the 636 active cases are currently in the hospital. do the math, 535 or not. And yet they're still going through it. I think I'm satisfied with just giving you that information for Ohio and Athens today. Um, If someone would prefer to hear the other information as well, call us and let us know. Of course, our phone number seven four zero five nine two sixty six forty six um today is uh, weary willie day it's national Christmas card day it's national pastry day you know as as a child growing up the protocol, the habit, the... Some people might have called it a chore. But sending out Christmas cards was really a big deal. My family, we were each asked to sit down and make a list. My sister, myself, my parents. And then those lists were combined. And we went and bought Christmas cards. of um, And generally they were mo- like m- most of what you sent out were the same card just with a different message. Yeah. I have received two Christmas cards of that nature this year. Two one, total? Two, two total. Two total. One from <coughs> our son-in-law Dan's mom and dad. Um, I can't remember who the other one was. Now, we've received one or two from our churches and things like that. Yeah. But... Um, The fact of of family sitting down and writing Christmas cards to all of their uh, friends and relatives and everything. That seems to have been a habit that... And this isn't brand new, but it's over time has faded away. Yep. And... Hmm, good coffee. Excuse me. (laughs) Um... I think that's unfortunate because I remember getting home from school and then looking at the stack of cards and going through them and saying to my mom, who's that? And she'd explain well Oh, yeah, okay. And then someone else, of course, I would know. And it was fun. And they might bring up some memory of something that families had done together. That's a tradition that I wouldn't mind seeing come back. Yeah. And yet, for crying out loud, I haven't done it. You know, I could start. I'm going to use an excuse this year. With Pat's absence, uh, she'll be getting back shortly after Christmas. Well, after New Year's. Um, that That's really something that's best done as a family. Um, but I would like to restart it.
3: Okay, what's Weary Willie Day? Well, I was I was going to say about the Christmas cards. You've got me beat because I've I've gotten one okay. card in the mail, and now, it's from an older couple at uh, from church. That's neat. See, yeah. Now. And we have a card exchange. Now that at now church. that you mention it,
2: I there have been a couple from, oh, like the insurance company we deal with, and you know. Um, like Matthews Insurance, yeah, or financial or, or institutions, Snyder Fuller and Stroh, yeah. Um, um, a couple things like that,
3: but I'm just talking about a person to person Christmas, card. yeah, a personal greeting. Yeah. Even though we, you know, those are personal from oh yeah whatever organization or institution it is. I mean, if you work with firms long enough, they all become friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, Weary Willie Day. <clears throat> what is that? I wondered that myself. So. Did you dig in? I'm going to right now. Okay. Okay. Weary, Willie Day.
2: Well, we can. Well, he's looking that up. It's National Pastry Day. My uh, my great friend and neighbor, Grace, made some California sheet cake. Something like this. Texas. Texas sheet cake. Sheet cake. Chocolate-based. Uh, wow. I had my second piece last night. She gave me three pieces. The third will be gone tonight.
3: <laughs> um, and... They lasted longer than I would have. (laughs) Well, no. I. If I would have had three.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm disciplined, Scott.
3: Well, I am too. My discipline is enjoy all you can. (laughs) As soon as you can. (laughs) You know, we live in that age of instant gratification, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, I save them too. I'm like going, I can't eat all that. I want some tomorrow. Mm. You know, one of those things. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, I'm. I discipline that way, too. But uh, anyway,
2: I had one last night, and it was wonderful again. And um, this is a recipe that she has, and so I'll add it to our recipe book. We have a recipe book that, well, its I think it's really good. But, I mean, that's the point of
3: it, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Uh, why would you put something in there if you didn't like it? Yeah.
3: Let's put something bad in there, and then we'll make it,
2: and we'll taste it and say, gee, that's good. But we also give credit to whoever (laughs) it came from. I hope people do that in their own when they do that sort of thing. And um, I even have a couple recipes from people who, how do I put this? professionally speaking, we've had a blow-up with, okay? But there's a mother's recipe that uh, they they swore they would never give to anybody. They did to me. And, uh, man, it's good stuff. Well, that's cool. They're still sharing the love through food. Even though there's not much... Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
3: <laughs> That's right. right. You know, I was just thinking of that recipe book Yeah, with the bad recipes. You could put them in one section, stuff not to make in the back of the book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and say, you know, well, let's have some of this. Let's see if it's in that section there. And yeah. here's another thing, too. I watch a lot of the food channels, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. on the weekends, mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. And I don't know why. I just thought... Everything that everybody makes on there, they say, hmm, I'm going to taste this. And they taste it, and they always go, hmm, oh, that is so good, delicious, and you will love this. I want to see just one time where somebody tastes something and says, ugh, this is awful. <laughs> of wow. course, that would go against the whole concept of the show, right? But it would just be funny. Yeah. Maybe an April Fool's gig or something like that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Weary Willie Day. Weary Willie. I just remembered who this was once I saw the picture. Remember Weary Willie the clown? Not really. Okay. Weary Willie Day on December 9th recognizes the art of clowning and the impact it has had on our lives. This holiday was named for the character made famous by Emmett Kelly. Okay. Who was born on this day in 1898. Emmett Kelly. I got that one. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a caller. Okay. Good morning.
2: Good morning. You
4: keep pushing back the date that your wife's returning. I guess she's going to stay there until COVID's over
2: with. Well, um, that's part of the consideration. The other thing is that she's not had a Christmas with her um, her son, our, our my stepson, um, in like ten years. Before you
4: know, it, she'll say, "I haven't had one Easter with him either," so I'll just keep on staying. Well, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I want to talk yeah. about the Christmas card thing.
2: Okay.
4: Uh, I know when my mother used to take care of the cards. Uh-huh. They used to keep a list, and if you sent one this year, you get one next year. But if you didn't send one this year, you don't get one next year. <laughs> you know, it, it used to be quite a maze, quite <laughs> uh, a, 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 a record keeping thing too. But uh, hmm. there's lots of other ways to. And now, you can go email, you can go, I don't know, whether the place is Facebook.
2: Yeah, but it's not the same. You know, there, there's... At least for me, it isn't. Um, right. I. There's something special <clears throat> about getting a Christmas card. There really is. No, and, and Linda Weber, okay, Dan, my son-in-law, Dan. Uh, I got one from Linda and... And um the other day, from Pittsburgh, it meant so much to me. And now, have I sent one back? I haven't even bought Christmas cards <laughs> <So> <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna make a point of it though it's yeah. it's on my list today.
4: Well, so you feel obligated now because you got
2: one, and that's but, what but I want to restart the tradition. It's not just obligation, it's like, how many people do I think I will send them out to that from whom I've not received one? Right, yeah. And um, I just like the the idea. And there's different ways Christmas cards are sent now.
4: Sometimes if people go on vacations and see different places, they take pictures and then they arrange them into some kind of a photo card and send it saying, we've been here, 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 and there. Or they send you these long letters of what we've done this past year.
2: Yes, Family black, letters. Black, black. Now, yeah. that's now that tradition continues on my mom's side of the family. So, a lengthy, it can be five pages long, single-spaced. And I know that I had an aunt that used
4: to always put them up around doorways. It was in an old house, and they had all this wood, and they'd plaster them up, all these cards all over the place. It, it was nice to go around yeah, looking at yeah. them and say, Oh, there's my mom's card. I knew that she sent my aunt this when they're <laughs> Right, right. Uh, there's all different ways of expressing. And, and like, the, the big loser is the post office, I guess.
2: Not this year, if you know what I mean. I mean, the the, the delivery mm-hmm. services and postal services and all of that are working their tails off this year because right. of COVID and, The fact that um, mail order is uh, uh, almost encouraged rather than going to stores in person uh, for health reasons.
4: Right. You can certainly see it in the neighborhood as all these trucks come by. And including the mailman has all his trucks now filled with boxes and boxes. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's always fun listening to you guys. (laughs) While I was waiting to call for you, I... Missed, uh, what you said was, "What's that Willy
2: thing?" Oh, the clown.
4: Oh, is that what it was? A clown. Okay.
2: Weary Willie Day, and it deals with Emmett Kelly. Kelly, Emmett Kelly. Oh,
4: some mm-hmm. men may think it has something to do with her. Uh, oh. Oh no no
2: no no.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no need to go there. Oh
4: boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> we need to, we need to inject some humor on mm-hmm. here, other than that. Oh, mercy. That thing that you keep playing repeats of or something. <laughs> but it, it, but I know you're going to play it again, so I'm not
2: going to say any more about that. You go ahead and play it when you want to play it. Okay.
4: Even even through Easter.
2: <laughs> well, no, no, no. It, it'll end here with the uh, normal end
3: of football.
4: Yay! Okay. Then, what, then what will you cook up? Uh, hey, bring up your... Father stands for the day. I wouldn't mind hearing him every so-
2: the day. The commentaries? Yes. We have been looking high and low to find. We need enough of them. Now we've found about a hundred of them just the other day. Oh good. And we know we have them. The problem is finding where in the building whether they're on magnetic tape, whether they're in our computers already from one batch some years ago. Whether they're... um, Anyway, we're trying to put it all together, and that is in the works.
4: You know, late Sunday night or early Monday morning, you had Liz saying, it won't be long and sky will be on. So I don't know what happens on your computers, but sometimes I guess what you broadcast gets recorded, and sometimes it gets replayed in the
2: middle of the night. Well, I don't know. I don't know either, but... I know yesterday, um, Liz would say it's a quarter till three when it was a quarter till four. It was a quarter till two when it was a quarter to three. Something was fouled up. And yet, the music she was announcing was all correct. So, I don't know. We're figuring it out. Okay. Okay.
4: Well. Hey, everybody. Then the card to Palmer. He's lonely this year without his wife.
3: <laughs> uh, that'd be a sympathy card. My, not my, be cla- <laughs> nice, I,
2: uh,
3: good you've got nice neighbors. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I, Grace and, uh, Barbara Jean across the street and, um, uh, the Stanleys out on, um, Fisher Road and, um, uh, Debbie uh, Folks and I mean, uh, there's these. I've got these friends, and they're just great. Okay, that's real nice to hear. Thanks Thank you. A lot. You bet. Uh, happy holidays. You too. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Well, let's see here. Nine forty-one. Where did the time go? Yeah, it is going, isn't it? I
3: have some really interesting stuff today too. Hey, we had Plus, a birthday. There's stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. We had a birthday this morning, too, I wanted to bring. Actually, two of them. Linda Lucas uh, from Carpet One Floor and More Fame. And also uh, Fred Tom Jr. Ah, oh, yes. From uh, Lambert Studio. They're, two both having a birthday today. So just wanted to point that out here on Party Line, too. If you happen to see them, you know, wish them a happy day. And also, birthday coming up tomorrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is, uh Joe Burrow's birthday. Oh. He'll be all of 24. Uh, just to update you on that one,
2: uh, we understand the surgery was highly successful. Yes, it was. Um, it was done in California by a, a specialist who is trained in athletic uh, repairs like that. Uh, nationally famous type surgeon. Uh, so that's good news. Uh, no further information really available. No, I mean, nothing like, gee, he can start practicing next week or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah.
3: But uh, Jim, his dad told me that uh, everything went very well, extremely well, actually, and expected to make a full recovery. So that's a blessing for Joe. Good news for Bengals fans. I don't know what to do here today. I have so much stuff. Pick one. Well, I
2: really wa- I want to do I get I'm- a new report, and I'm anxious to
3: share it with people, but there's also news. Oh, you were starting to get to one yesterday that you told your neighbors about. Was that the uh, driving, safest driving oh, states? Oh, yes. Okay, so one of my neighbors
2: was a uh, driver's ed teacher. Okay, and did that in Maryland for some years. And uh, so when if I'm driving and she's in the car, I'm always a little bit um, <laughs> aware. A little anxious? It, well, no, I just I wonder how many things she says I do wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a report called uh, The Most Dangerous States for Driving. And I was telling her about this, and she she really was quite surprised. Okay, so let's see. How do they factor this? Okay, so they use at-fault accidents. They use speeding tickets and DUI citations. So, let's take speeding tickets. Um, 16.1% of drivers in Ohio have one or more speeding tickets on their records. Now, I need this definition of at-fault accidents. Where do I find that? Well, anyway, at-fault accidents. Ohio drivers have 13.37% at-fault accidents. And then... Ohio has 2.72% DUI citations. Okay, so when you... And then there's a couple other things they use too. Well, here, I can just read this. Believe it or not, the holiday season is upon us again. Between now and the new year, millions of Americans are projected to drive over 50 miles... To meet up with loved ones. Despite the fact that Americans are advised to keep their holiday travel to a minimum, many will still hit the roads this season. The holidays may be the first time since the pandemic began that many Americans will be traveling to see family and friends, according to travel experts. Compared to past years, a greater proportion of holiday travel will be made up of driving this year, given that most Americans have been avoiding public transportation throughout the pandemic. Rather than taking planes or trains or buses, most will opt to drive instead. In fact, when it comes to holiday travel this year, plane travel is projected to fall by over 50 percent compared to 2019, while car travel is projected to fall less than 5 percent. All of this, uh, these figures, according to the uh, AAA. While AAA has not released travel predictions. For the 2020 season, um, Christmas season, Insurify projects that 92 to 100 million drivers will be on the roads for Christmas compared to 104.8 million that were last year. So what is that? So, 92, 184. So, maybe a 10% drop is all. As always, it's in drivers' best interest to be aware of the risks along their journey. While bad drivers can be found anywhere, some states have greater a greater share of law-breaking car owners than others. To find the states with the worst offenders, the data science team at Insurity. Turn to their databases. In this holiday season, drivers should be sure to keep their eyes peeled for these risky motorists in America's most dangerous driving states, whether traveling into or out of them. So you can see why this... They did this, okay? Um... Methodology. To determine the most dangerous states for holiday driving this year, the data science and research team at Insurify referred to their database of over 2.5 million car insurance apps, applications that is. In order to apply for car insurance, car owners must disclose their driving record which includes any moving violations. For each state, Insurify's data science team calculated the proportion of drivers with one or more of the following violations on their record. DUIs, speeding tickets, and at fault accidents. Okay, so enough of that. That's the explanation, but here are the facts. We've got 50 states. Okay, coming in 10th, when we get to one, that's the most dangerous state, okay? Okay. 10th, Colorado. (laughs) 9th.
3: Wyoming. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, 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 of course.
2: Um... (laughs) I have another report today that I'm not sure we're going to get to, but it has some fun stuff about Wyoming. Anyway, so let's take Wyoming. Drivers with driving incidents, 28%. Drivers with speeding tickets, 13%. Almost 14 Drivers with an at-fault accident, 11%. And drivers with DUI violations, 4 Almost 5%. Maryland comes in 8th. Maine comes in seventh. Iowa comes in sixth. Virginia is fifth. Nebraska is fourth. South Carolina is third. Wisconsin is second. And here you go, folks. Ohio is first. I thought that was a remarkable study. Yeah. Okay, well, we finally got to that. We've had that in here for almost a week. So I'll set that one over there somewhere. Okay. um, There's another one I've been wanting to get to. Let me just touch on it a little bit. But I couldn't print it off. I had to uh, bring my computer in. So, again, this is all just statistical stuff. And so I apologize for that in advance. Come on, machine. Light up.
3: Okay. That's not going to work today. You can play our turf while you're getting the list up there on your screen. Or I can try to get it going. Uh... Before you run out of time, if you want to hear oh, okay. the Try. one and only. Try. In the meantime, turf.
2: grab my mouse here and uh, <laughs> um, let's see here. I think I've got it. I do. I, I am EBG NX Tech
0: 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters! Oysters! Today, with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director here at NF Tech. Coach, we discussed your upcoming 10 game schedule. You are a member of a conference, as I recall, the Six Pack Conference. So, what kind of a conference outlook are we looking at this year? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question, because there is a fine conference, and we are playing a fine schedule this year, and, and I think it's going to be a special this year. I think anybody could be in the conference championship. It's one of them days where you could just pop the top on anybody's uh, uh, schedule. Being right up in there well, I guess with EIEIO having such an outstanding conference uh, record over the past few years, they must be considered the team to beat this year. Well, I'm considering them uh, one of the teams that we're going to beat this year. You we're know, we playing ten ball games, but uh, we're not looking forward to playing them. They are the ninth ball game, and on down the road, we're going to be playing our ball games one at a time. We're just looking forward to playing our first ball game, I and mean, that's water right under the bridge. We we'll look forward to the second one, because that's how we play them, is one at a time. I'll be back with more with Coach Art Turf in just a moment.
2: Ah, uh, right, and brought to you by. Applebee's. How about that? Well, Coach Turk, we've
0: discussed your conference schedule upcoming. Let's be a little bit more specific now and talk a little offense and defense. What uh, what type of defense are the Oysters going to be using this year? Well, based on the kind of defense uh, that we've been playing the last several seasons, I'd say the kind of defense we're going to be playing is uh, frequent. You know we play lots, lots of defense. It seems like our defense is on the field more than our offense is, and that's not really the kind of defense you like to play if you're going to win the ball game. The kind of ball game you got to play is where the defense is out there just a little bit, and the offense is out there a whole lot, scoring lots of points. Well, let's talk about your offense. What type of offensive schemes are you going to be employing this year to juice up that offense? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we got a boy playing quarterback this year, going to spark our offense. Boy named of twelve. Uh, 3rd and 12, and 3rd is one of those boys, he he can run the ball, he can throw the ball. receivers to throw to, Coach. That's right. The captain of our ball club, good old Needles Morgan. You know, Needles is six foot nine, weighs 98 pounds, but he is a star of our ball club. He is a ninth-year senior, adds a little stability to the program. He's a star of our ball team. He's number one in your heart. So our fans can be looking for him on the field. What's his uniform number? Well, only one that'll fit on is Josie. One. Oh listening again, sports fans, for that thrill-pack interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Annapolis, Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind,
4: the one and only Coach Art Turf.
2: Okay, well, <clears throat> our uh, plan didn't work out. Um, so let's see here. You have uh, this no. up here.
3: Yeah. Okay. If you would like.
2: Fair enough. Um, I, I'm sure you are aware that the um, United Kingdom or Great Britain or wh- wh- however you choose to uh, refer to it over there, they started their vaccinations, what, two days ago now? And um, they're using um, oh, Pfizer. Yes. And um, they, they showed a 90-year-old lady who had owned a jewelry store. Or maybe she was just an assistant at one. But anyway, she was the very first receiver of it. But they've been working on many since then, um, as as would happen here. Um, kind of neat to see this thing getting underway
3: um, yes, a good morale booster for the world. Let's see here.
2: Um, oh, by the way, the more they seem to test or, or review the, the efficiency of this vaccine, um, the more proud they seem to be in it, which is a good thing. Yes. Um, yeah. By the way, there was a fellow by the name of William Shakespeare who received uh, one of those shots yesterday. I, I heard, had heard that. He has uh, no direct relationship.
3: Yeah. Quite the novelty. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, anyway, there's plenty of going on, but uh, I, I, I'm a little bit disorganized this morning, and I apologize for that because I was planning to share some other information with you, which my computer just didn't uh, agree with.
3: So we'll look so for that
2: tomorrow. We'll work on that for tomorrow. In the meantime, it's a Wednesday, folks. Please enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. Have a wonderful day, won't you? And we'll see you tomorrow. Yes. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM
0: 970
1: and
0: 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your
1: home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. If you have severe allergies, British health officials suggest you skip the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. After the first day of mass immunizations, the UK is reporting a couple of adverse reactions. Correspondent Vicki Barker is in London. Apparently, the two health workers involved have such severe allergies they carry EpiPens at all times. In fact, Pfizer's literature suggests such people should avoid its COVID vaccine. New guidance has now gone out here to that effect. The FDA is expected to grant emergency approval to the Pfizer vaccine tomorrow, clearing the way for health care workers and nursing home residents in this country to get vaccinated. Health experts say most Americans will have to wait until late spring. But Health Secretary Alex Azar tells CBS this morning...
0: I actually think that we'll start seeing in February and March more general vaccination populations. We think during the second quarter of next year we'd have enough for all
1: Americans. As vaccines from other companies will be available by then. Proof...
0: traveled during Thanksgiving this year than last year. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, travel was higher in 80% of the nation. Areas with the highest percentage of people away from home during Thanksgiving are now seeing some of the
1: biggest surges in coronavirus, including Montana, Wyoming, and the Dakotas. Jim Cresilla, CBS News. The day after a big blow by the Supreme Court, President Trump vows to fight on to overturn election results. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The Supreme Court has denied a request by the President's to throw out the results in Pennsylvania. But
0: Mr. Trump says he'll be intervening in case. This one brought the state of Texas. a argument which Texas surely wouldn't want to have to face for how it runs its affairs. The electors will meet in all 50 states next Monday to formalize Mr. Biden as the people's choice. Yeah.
1: outcomes are misleading people and enough states have certified results to guarantee a president-elect Biden. They're up to their elbows in water in Venice. Our correspondent Sabina Castelfranco. Motors rose due to heavy rains and a high tide propelled by stronger winds than expected. St. Mark's Square and some shops were flooded as Venetians desperately set up raised walkways. The Dow is up 60 points in early trading. The S&P is